way of delighting in meeting the living God and in prayer. If we are to learn to pray, Carson says, we should look to the pattern of prayer found in Scripture. We're going to be discussing the Apostle Paul's priorities of prayer. How do they shape what we pray? How we pray? And who we pray for? Loving Heavenly Father, thanks so much that you invite us to continue the conversation you started. We want to know you more. Chapter 7 then, and chapter 8. Let's do it. Yeah. Excuses for not praying. They come thick and fast in this chapter. Yeah. Um, Worth spending some time looking at them. And I expect for each one of us, there'll be ones that feel more relevant that we use more. But I reckon number one, being too busy Mm. is probably quite a common one for a lot of us. I'm too busy to pray. We might not say it quite so like overtly, but Mm. I've got these other Christian things to be doing as well um, or whatever. And I suppose to cut to the chase, Don Carson says, well, if you're too busy to pray, cut something so you can pray. I think it's sound advice. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could say that I could point to a time that I've done that. Mm. Um, Is there a time when you've had to do that? Um, It's hard to point to examples. I think it's more a day by day thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's a case of, okay, let's stop and pray. I could I could press on with this thing, but actually, let's take some time out to pray about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's hard initially because it feels silly because you should be getting on with the thing and surely this isn't going to help your productivity. But ultimately, we're not meant to be machines, um, as we've said in a previous podcast. We're not machines. But um, I'm prone to thinking that it's best that I act. Um, I think C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity um, talks about sometimes there's time when you should get up from your kind of Bible and go and help your wife wash the dishes or whatever. I think is the example he uses. Um, And prayer is sort of, or using it for sort of religion, getting in the way. Um, and I think it can be quite easy to take that a bit too far and say actions are always better than prayer because they're the fruit of prayer, mm-hmm. as we saw in the in the last couple of chapters. Um, so I think we need to roll back and say, yes, we're called to act, but we're called to act prayerfully. Mm-hmm. Let's start by praying, continue by praying while we act and finish by praying that idea that if we're busy then that actually just means we've got more things we need to pray about yeah yeah coming up so we need more time to pray or to pray more regularly through the day as we approach each of those tasks and um a good way of potentially fitting in routines of prayer in that regard are having things like a prayer alarm so every hour or something just stop a minute 
you know, to maybe just praise God for who he is, lift up to him what you've just been doing, what you're going to do in the next hour, and get back to work. Mm. Doesn't have to be long. No, it's having those patterns can be really helpful. Yeah, there's the funny story of the car, wasn't there? Oh, the yes, I, I do like this, yes. I think it's, um, <laughs> I'm sure I've heard it come up in several sermons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made the rounds. Some some cat couple are driving along and they find somebody who's run out of fuel on the side of the road, so they give them some fuel, and uh, because he's in a, ru- in a rush, so he skipped the fuel station, and they go further up the road and they discover he's he's run out of fuel again, and he's skipped the fuel station a second time. A second time, um, <laughs> and so yeah, we can be in such a rush to get from A to B that we um, we don't bother to refuel. Yeah. And um, end up wasting even more time on yeah. the side of the road. And I suppose the direct comparison there is, oh, finally, like being jolted and reminded, oh, okay, I should pray. And we'll pray. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, I've prayed now. I can get back to what I'm doing and kind of belt at it and not put in like in place those patterns of okay, regular prayer, not yeah. just oh, running out of fuel prayer. Mm. Um, and I mean, it is actually you pointed out was quite interesting the um, that when God does humble us in those moments he lowers us takes us down a peg because we puffed ourselves up with what we're doing or the things that we're going to do that God bringing us down is an act of kindness he could let us keep plowing along as we're going but that would actually be an act of judgment um, us running a few at the side of the road is, is good if it means that we're then gonna um, start visiting that petrol, visiting the fuel station. Yes, coming back to him. Yeah, yeah. How about our feelings? Um, The second excuse for not praying, just feeling spiritually Mm. dry. Uh, I don't feel like praying Mm. because I just feel far from God or it's not in the mood um, I think often that comes with tiredness which Carlson then says well maybe you're too busy um, mm-hmm. you need to get more sleep yeah and so I, I don't know I find that sometimes I'm not even entirely sure how what happened in the day corresponds to my feelings sometimes I can just feel I feel particularly wrong before the Lord in some way Mm. Um, I'm not even entirely sure why that is. Yeah. Um, that could just be. It's not that there's a particular sin or something that happened in the day. Though that could be a. That, that could be something which brings about a similar effect. But but sometimes you just. And that's obviously that's wrong because. We stand before, God, and He has declared us righteous. Yes. Called us and He's declared us righteous. Um, so we can come before him, and it doesn't matter how we feel about how we feel about it. If that's the case, how do you remind yourself of that and get yourself praying again? Mm. Speak that truth to yourself. Say it and declare it. That idea of preaching the gospel to oneself, I think. And sometimes the sometimes the Lord is really kind of gracious in 
in reminding of that, us of that truth um, and helping us out in that. Sometimes we, by, by giving us something extra, I found yesterday, um, really <laughs> cheesy song by Big Daddy Weave called um, <laughs> Redeemed. Just the words redeemed in that song really mm. reminded me of that fact that we are um, we are good before the Father and mm. that he speaks that word redeemed over us. And God came in and through that song spoke that word over me. Um, but at other times, I think we're he's given us his gospel yeah and preach it to yourself yep it's true in spite of your feelings yeah yes the basics of christian approach to the father is christ's blood it's christ's work not my feelings mm -hmm. i don't get to come to god because i'm feeling holy i get to come to god because jesus has made me child mm -hmm. a child of god um and that's so important to remember and he points out that it goes it goes wrong both ways so it's not just that it's um we can think oh the problem is uh, the times when i feel unclean and i can't come before the father but it's also a problem if we're coming before the father because we do feel clean yep because then we're also we're coming before the father because we feel clean not yeah. because we've been washed clean um and i i think that's that second one is one that i can easily would easily don't think of mm, um, yes when we're going to god. yeah a bit like the the pharisee and the tax collector jesus talks about the yeah. pharisee comes along um and says ah oh, thank you god that i can talk to you uh, thank you that um i i do all these good things i give my money to the poor i pray regularly i fast regularly and all these good things um thank you that i'm not like this tax collector and the tax collector's standing there and he's not even looking up at heaven he's saying lord have mercy on me a sinner and jesus says it's the second one whom god hears and and, and um, goes away justified useful note on feelings i think is perseverance in prayer because feelings can often i find get in the way of persevering mm -hmm. um, in praying um, because feelings change whereas god doesn't the god to whom we're praying doesn't change and long-term prayer requests don't change very quickly either mm -hmm. so to be able to persevere we can't be relying on our feelings we mm -hmm. need to be just dedicated to praying for that thing mm -hmm. um, we're not saying here though that feelings have no place in prayer yeah. um, God does guide us um, I think we need to be discerning though as to what is just our tiredness or hormones or experience within the last 24 hours mm. and what is genuinely God prompting us and poking us and convicting us it ties in a little bit with general idea of discerning what is from the Lord because um, Carson also references Joshua um, when they sample the provisions of a people that have traveled to them and there's, there's, there's actually a neighboring a neighboring people 
but they've pretended that they're from far far away and so they trick Joshua or the leaders into accepting a peace treaty with mm. them and they shouldn't have done these are these are people very nearby that the Lord has said they should get rid of this is Joshua 9 so uh, yeah the, the teaching point being we can overlook thing we can overlook the need to ask God about things we yeah. can kind of think oh this is quite a small thing mm. I don't need to pray about it and just get on with it yeah yeah where do you think the um, line between uh, the wisdom God gives us to make decisions and the common sense? Uh, for example, I don't think God asks me to ask him which socks to put on in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, at what point does something become prayer worthy, if you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I suppose that was what I was thinking about with this Joshua story and that and so we just see that this was a they just rushed into this decision but at the same time they're also aware that god hasn't told them you're to go out and conquer the whole world they're to eliminate and clear the promised land that they've been put in they haven't been given a, an order against all peoples and so there's a certain certain part which i guess i feel i hope but it can kind of sympathize with them there all these people have come from a very long way <laughs> a really long way um so that's it's way beyond where where our prom you know the boundaries of our promised land let's make peace with them and that's um uh so a little bit more kind of establishes us a little bit more um so sometimes it feels quite sensible and i don't know one of the things i've reflected on and i have a i have a um a job starting in september and like a graduate thing and um when going through the pro that process and then praying about making that decision i i don't think even in that process i ever really got what i would understand as a quite clear i don't, I don't really feel like i ever got a clear direction from god outside of um application of sensibility and the consideration of counsel so those two things which are mm -hmm. which are very important but the challenge i find is that i think those are two things i could have done and used and not have prayed at all do you right. see what i mean okay like i feel you like i made a decision like... that was only really dependent on the on the counsel of others and yes. the application of common sense like sensible. it's not clear that those were definitely answers to prayer yeah how, how and was I ignoring God in some way in that process such that I maybe I'd missed out on his guidance towards something else or just um, missed out on the his affirmation for it a, a deeper sense of his affirmation for it and I'm not really sure I'm, it's not something to get hung up on but no and there's a whole nother kind of um, discussion there to be had on guidance mm. and can we make decisions that aren't that are outside of God's plan and mm -hmm. um, Kevin DeYoung's book uh, Just Do It is mm. a really great thinking point for that really yeah. short and also on the 10 Eden students book list yeah and, and I think we're more likely to err on the side of indecision than on the side of decision mm.
We've kind of mentioned um, another of these excuses already. Um, shame or feeling our sin barriers us from God. Um, the other way also, bitterness, refusing to forgive others. I think in my experience that's quite a similar um, experience that, well, if I'm not forgiving others, then I don't really feel able to talk to God who says, well, teaches us to pray. Forgive us, Lord, as we forgive others. Um, so that's why forgiveness and also confessing our sins and reminding ourselves that when we do, like reminding ourselves that Christ has died for our sin, uh, and so we don't need to keep clinging on to that guilt. That's really important in being able to continue to pray. Thanks for ear hustling in on our conversation today. We hope it was a useful aid to reading along with the book itself, which we really recommend. We're just starting out at this, so we'd love to hear your feedback on how we can improve it. Send in your thoughts. If you have any questions too, how about recording them and sending them over our way? We're still adjusting to all the changes that have been happening, but we're hoping to release at least an episode a week, so stay tuned. But for now, much lockdown love, and see you next time. Thank you.